Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, and as everyone knows, the Toronto Raptors, game one of the NBA playoffs this season, this is supposed to be the Toronto Raptors year, and game one went very poorly against the Orlando Magic. Now, the, we made a full breakdown reaction podcast to that, so if you haven't heard that, definitely check that out, but a huge topic of discussion has been Kyle Lowry, and you know, his zero points in that game, you know, there's been both sides, kind of the support of Kyle Lowry, especially from Raptors fans, but you know, especially from non-Raptors fans, even Raptors fans themselves, a lot of people are dogging on Kyle Lowry right now in his performance, and we just want to basically bring up his whole topic of discussion in terms of game one and what we expect from him going forward in the playoffs. Yeah, well, the immediate thing, the most repeated, recycled comment that we had in the previous podcast besides rebuttals to my point, and I might end up having to double down on the claims that I was making in the last podcast. If you don't know, you'll probably hear it in a few minutes. If not, check out the podcast. But the most recycled comment and opinion appeared to be that people believe that Kyle Lowry should have been the one traded at the trade deadline for Mike Conley. People are frustrated by his contract uh, and sort of the performance that they received in Game 1 from having a guy of such stature, as many playoff or sorry all-star appearances as he has, to really go out and deliver zero points, just as bad as a player that was benched with no minutes, he scored equally as many points. Now, the one saving grace, he did have a pretty good plus-minus, and that could have been part of the reason Nick Nurse played him for a stretch in the fourth and to, to close out yeah, the and game. And his assists and rebounds were very good as well. But like The rest of his game was fine. Let's let's clear the, clear the air here, Ben, because we're going to break down. Obviously, his performance was unacceptable. We'll talk about that. But you're a Kyle Lowry guy, true and true. You always have been. You say, you know, you've said before that he's mm-hmm. one of your favorite players in the league. How does it feel that after this one performance... People are saying that he should have been the guy traded. Do you agree or disagree? Okay. So there's a lot of points I want to break down now before we get into the full breakdown of the players. Because everyone that listened to the podcast knew that I was I was the I said that Kyle Lowry was the reason you lost and you debated that with Kawhi Leonard points. So we can talk about that later. That was a that was a heated, controversial debate. Regardless, Kyle Lowry was the reason we lost in the last game. He had zero points despite, you know, the other positives he brought to the game. You know, it was very unfortunate. That was that that loss is on Kyle Lowry in my opinion. There's no excuse for an all-star shooting having zero points in a game. But The backlash that he's getting, and it's expected, but I think it's extremely unfair when it's taken to certain extremes. I think there's a lot of revisionist history amongst either Raptors fans or people that are talking about the Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry, when he's healthy in the playoffs, yes, he's had some duds. He's had some fiery, awful playoff games. But a lot of that has come when he's had a lower back injury, when he's had a giant cyst on his elbow, when he's hasn't played the whole second half of the season. He's coming back early from injury just to just to even get on the floor. Right? When Kyle Lowry's healthy in the playoffs though, he usually is one of our better performers. You know, look back to that twenty sixteen season against the Miami Heat. That whole series, Kyle Lowry was having thirty point game, thirty point game, thirty point game. You know, he was really carried us in that twenty sixteen run. You know, we've seen him have a lot of strong, positive games. Last year in the Cleveland Cavaliers series, he was the only player that could do absolutely anything. You know, in the Brooklyn series a few years back, when we played Paul Pierce and all them as our first playoff run, he literally carried us that whole series, that whole season. So I think for people saying that Kyle Lowry's the one who should have been traded, who should have been this, who should have been that, who he's always a playoff choker. Yes, he's had some bad games, but I think that's just completely unfair statements towards Kyle Lowry. Yes, he played horrible yesterday in terms of shooting. We that's unacceptable from an all-star point guard, and this was, you know, there's no excuse for what happened yesterday, but 
you know, Kyle Lowry has had a track record, and he deserves the respect of Raptors fans to not, you know, be completely bashed and thrown under the bus for this one performance. Now, if he do- if we end up losing to the Magic and, you know, all that, which I don't think is going to happen, I think the Raptors will bounce back greatly, but if that happens, then maybe there's more fair for extreme criticism for guys like Lowry and whoever's underperforming, but I think, personally, I just want to say it's unfair to say Kyle Lowry's, you know, to tarnish his legacy as a Toronto Raptor, just because of well, this one performance. Well, there's a misconceived notion, Ben, that he is a playoff mm-hmm. choker, and it's easy to bundle him in when really the Raptors franchise has been riddled with what you could perceive as choking in the playoffs. And really, it's yep. succumbing to the greatness of LeBron James. That's really been almost every season. Yep. And then the first few seasons, it was figuring it out. Right? Obviously, there was some tough matchups that they played, and they kind of went out in spectacular ways, it seemed, against Raptors killers. But you're right. Kyle Lowry has never underperformed in the playoffs, save for his his only season in the playoffs with Houston and probably his 2014-2015 um, season when he, he shot dismal from the three, I think it was. Against the, the Wizards. Exactly, it was in the 20%. Yeah. He only had 12 points per game. Every other series. And that, so, yeah, just to address, he had a horrible back injury that whole season. The beginning of the year, he carried us the first half of the season, and then just in the playoffs, came back early and was blatantly unhealthy. Like, there was, yep. there was an excuse. Yeah, that so, okay, you, you can give him an excuse. Every other season, he's been pretty good. So it's unfair to say... It's really not a supportive point to be like, he is consistently a choker, this is what we expect. No, he's actually usually pretty good. But that doesn't excuse... This is what we're going to talk about now. That doesn't excuse last night's game. That doesn't excuse what we need from him. 32 years old, 0% from the field... Six threes attempted, only one field goal uh, within in the two point range. I mean, a lot of things with that that whole conversation is wrong. Take less threes, maybe try some layups, do different things. Maybe don't play the fourth quarter. Ben Kyle Lowry will undoubtedly bring this Raptors team down. They might even struggle to get out of the first round if he can't swing his game around, or if Kyle or Nick Nurse can't figure out what to do with him. What what's going to happen now moving forward? Well, Kyle Lowry has to step up. You know, the rest of his game, there's a few people. I know Steve Clifford mentioned how he had a great all-around game. Just shots didn't go in. Well, to be an all-star point guard, you have to have shots go in. It's one of the it's the most important, arguably the most important thing for a player to do when you're a lead guy on a team is to put the ball in the hole. Yeah, you don't and even need Kyle, to be an elite guy. DJ Augustine lit up yeah. the Toronto Raptors with 25 points. He is no or near being an all-star and never will be. You don't need to be mm-hmm. an all-star to put at least one three-pointer out of six into the basket. Exactly. And Kyle Lowry is the greatest three-point shooter in Raptors history in terms of makes and all that, so that's just completely unacceptable for him to do that. The offense is built around being able to kick the ball out to him. You know, all of Nick Nurse's sets, and the, there's some definitely some fair criticisms for Nick Nurse in that that game yesterday as well, so we're not going to get into him too much in this podcast, but, you know, the whole offense that we have crafted this whole season relies on Kyle Lowry being able to knock down shots, being able to create, be able to do these things, so he was getting open looks, it wasn't like, you know, the Magic had some magic formula to have all of his shots contested or anything like that, Kyle Lowry's getting open looks and he couldn't make them, and instead of, you know, when when you're struggling, anyone that's played basketball that knows, when you're struggling from long distance, if you're a three-point shooter, you go inside, you switch it up, you shoot some mid-range jump shots to get your flow going. He, Kyle Lowry did none of that. He didn't seek out any of those shots, and... You know, I mentioned his play. You know, his player in the stat in the past, right? How good he was in the past, and this season he's kind of taken a step back in terms of you know scoring the basketball. But we've seen Kyle Lowry be able to catch the ball off off the dribble, create shots for himself, be able to finish around the rim, bully his way into the lane, and he's just not doing these things. Well, I've really found that watching Fred VanVleet develop 
I, mm-hmm. I drew a lot of similarities towards his game as a Kyle Lowry of last season, two seasons ago. And mm-hmm. a lot of what Fred Van Vliet was able to do is with under control, right? Contain the ball and yep. be able to get it into the key, right? Via pick and roll or via just beating his first man off the step and then maintaining his dribble and still getting into the lane, right? And then he would figure out what to do after. And he wasn't as good as Kyle Lowry. That's why Kyle Lowry's the all-star yeah. and Kyle Lowry's the starter. But but to me, watching Fred Van Vliet's progression, that's what I was always saying. Wow, he does remind me of similar to Kyle Lowry in terms of body type and what he's trying to do out there on the court. And then Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry sort of regressed to be looking for his three-point shot more than he's looking to attack, which is fine. Right, and yeah, he's especially in the regular season. It's fine, exactly. But what I would have liked to see in the last game was more pick and rolls where he's looking. Well, one more pick and rolls in general, and I get that that doesn't like yeah. necessarily make the offense flow. But there was a lot of isolation ball that they played. We won't get into you know the entire team game, but more pick and rolls specifically for Kyle Lowry where he's attacking with the intention to get into the key and then finish with a mid range jumper or to kick it out. Because I feel like he settles a little bit too much out there at the three point line now, and it goes to show it in the box score six six attempts. From the three and only one from from inside the inside the arc so and yeah all those threes you know Kyle Lowry in the past his notorious shot was that kind of dribble pull up three when the defense is caught sleeping you know that that game momentum it's kind of the Steph Curry-esque three-pointer the the momentum builder the momentum changer you know all the threes Kyle Lowry's getting is now just coming off screens they're not even you know with the ball in his hands they're just off ball kind of Ray Allen type shots and that's not Kyle Lowry's game it's also really hard too and the point that I make is sort of um moot because everybody had pointed it out as well in the comment section, was mm-hmm. that they were giving him just as much space as they'll give Ben Simmons in taking a three-pointer. So it's pretty hard for a pick-and-roll uh, to be effective yeah. if they're not even giving you any respect from behind the three-point line. So that's another reason he had to take a lot of shots, because he wanted to make one fall, make the defense step up. But that's on you as an all-star to figure out how to get your shots going, right? Yeah, He doesn't need to take six threes if he's not making his shots. Get it, like you said, well, get in there, get into the lane, be aggressive, attack, even get yourself to the free throw line if that's what it takes. Yeah, and I know a lot of you know people that listen to this podcast are basketball fans, so I'm sure a lot of people watched the Brooklyn Nets Sixers game yesterday. And D'Angelo Russell, he was really struggling from behind the three-point line in that game in the first half, and then we saw the second half, right? Obviously, in today's league, the mid-range jump shot is looked at as a shot that's awful you know you can't take it whatsoever right but D'Angelo Russell was struggling I think he was 0 for 4 maybe I'm not 100% sure of the stats so I'm just going off the cuff here in terms of numbers but he was definitely struggling from behind the three-point line at the start of the game and then in the second half we saw him get a lot of those shots just in between he had like two or three mid-range jumpers which are certainly easier to take than the three-point shot whether it's analytics whether it's analytically better or not it's certainly a higher percentage shot it'll get you less points per possession but it's a, it's something that gets you in the groove and Kyle Lowry is a rhythm shooter so if he maybe gets one or two of those little mid-range jumpers off the pick and roll as you mentioned right gets those sees a couple of those fall then the three-pointers will fall then those shots can start to go in because Kyle Lowry's a confidence guy in terms of once he hits a couple then you know he can really rain them down and when he's struggling I don't know why he just continues to settle for these long bombs yeah well Moving forward, though, like it or mm-hmm. love it, he's in the rotation. He's not injured, as you pointed out. He's going to be playing. Yep. And there was times in the season coming off an injury where he should have had reduced minutes. I don't even think he should have started. But you pointed out as well. He's a guy. He wants to be in the starting lineup. He wants to play as many minutes as possible. He doesn't have that sit-back mentality. So I think even if Nick yep. Nurse realized that maybe we should put other lineups out there, maybe we should should have played Fred Van Vliet in the fourth quarter, I don't think Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. is going to allow that to happen. So we're going to have him. 
what exactly because obviously it's fine to speculate okay um you know he needs to take more shots or he needs to create i I don't know if he's going to do that right i don't know if he's going to now be Mm -hmm. aggressive shooting mid-range shots that's not really his game or at least it hasn't been in the the past since the all-star break exactly so are we gonna see him next game get out of a slump is he gonna come out and shoot you know three threes and make his first two or are we going to see him now struggle throughout the entire first round and have to constantly have these complaints against Kyle, against Kyle Lowry? Well, he had a poor game in the Wizards series last year, and that's that's that might be a theme with Kyle Lowry. He he isn't a playoff choker consistently. You know, he's not a guy that puts up bad stats over the course of a series, but he usually has one or two one one dud a series, so to speak, at least in the past. So I expect Kyle Lowry to come out similar to what he did last year in the Wizards. Obviously he's never had zero points. He's never been this bad, but you know, I expect him to bounce back, be more aggressive, to knock down some shots. So I'm fully confident Kyle Lowry's capable of bouncing back. Yeah. Right? The, but the question is, will he be able to do it consistently against higher level competition? And you bring up the point of Fred Van Vliet. And one thing in the comments section I've seen a lot were people saying that Fred Van Vliet should start. I know some people are even saying Lynn should get minutes over Lowry. I think, you know, I'll, I'll give my opinion on that after. But I want to throw that question at you. Should the should Nick Nurse make a lineup change or you know, no, it's maybe. absurd, and the the reason yeah. is yeah. the reason that I took so much flack in the last podcast because I don't even believe that the loss was on Kyle Lowry in the last game, and I don't need to reiterate my points. But basically, Kyle Lowry. Well, I'm going to slightly reiterate them. Uh, basically, <laughs> Kyle Lowry is the fourth at best, if not fifth option in the starting lineup. Kawhi Leonard by scoring. far, exactly. In terms of scoring, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard by far number one. Pascal Siakam asserted himself as number two. Danny Green in the first game was hitting his shots. He came in as the number three option, and Marc Gasol was playing fantastic, I think, in the first game as well. Maybe you would disagree. But in that game, Kyle Lowry was the fifth option scorer for the starting unit. Besides scoring, he did everything else pretty much all right. He he was rebounding, he was assisting, he had the best plus minus. So besides criticizing going 0% from the field, not getting any points, which of course is a big thing when you look at it in the box score, it's not that bad. You want him to make one or two shots, but even if he was a 10-point-per-game player in the playoffs, right, which is not fantastic, not at all our all-star numbers, and not at all deserving of 33 million, that's fine because the burden is on the top guys, the number one scorers, to win the game. It's on Kawhi Leonard to win the game. We've moved past the days for the Toronto Raptors where Kyle Lowry is going to be the person that steps up and single-handedly gets a victory, right? And you can say that it's a team... Well, we, we needed him to do that in the past. We did, but it's moved past yeah, that point. Exactly. And now it's now it's the time for Kawhi Leonard in a close game like this. And you can the fans and everybody and the commenters can criticize me for saying it's a team game. No, it's a team game to bring you to a 20-point lead. It's a team game to withstand a 20-point lead. When it's crunch time, it's not the team that really wins it. It's, it's usually one player. And that one player is not Kyle Lowry anymore. So we don't need him to be a 30-point game guy. He doesn't need to be that consistent. He just needs to get a couple of points. He needs to not shoot zero percent, yep. right? He can be a ten point. He can even be an eight point game, and I'd eight point per game player, and I'd still think that they'd come away with the victories in the first and second round. Yeah, as long as he's continuing to do the other things, because exactly. we are the not critiquing. Are yeah, yeah, because the other things is what makes Kyle Lowry an all star point guard. He's never been. Well, a couple of seasons he's a really good scorer, but the other things just really set him apart from other point guards in the NBA, right? But the, you bring up the point. Right, Kyle Lowry was kind of the fourth or fifth option in the starting lineup last game in terms of who the Raptors were looking to get shots, who they were looking to see who will get the buckets, who will get the amount of touches, right? So is that on 
should, well, I'll throw this at you. Should the Toronto Raptors maybe change from that? Because Kyle Lowry's known or comfortable with being the number one, number two option on a team. Obviously, Siakam and Kawhi had that locked down. But should the Raptors look to get Kyle Lowry more just shots from different places on the court? Should they make him shoot more and be more no. aggressive to get more I of don't a group? Or do you like him in the fifth fifth option position? Well, I don't even like him in the... I told you, I voiced my opinion. I don't even like him playing in the fourth quarter with the performance that he put in. But really, if he's not showing that he's willing to go inside, finish layups, to post up, he's a fantastic post-up point guard, uh, he, if he has the right matchup, of course. Um, mm-hmm. he, if he's not willing to do those things that really made himself the fantastic scorer when he was a good scorer in past seasons, then all mm-hmm. he's doing is showing himself, showing us that he's a reduced version of Danny Green. Right, if he's only offering his three points in terms shot, of scoring, in terms of scoring, in terms of to, scoring, no, yeah, but Danny yeah. Green does it all too. Danny Green is a great defensive player, so really, all Kyle Lowry is showing. Well, that, Kyle Lowry's playmaking and just his ability. But to Ben, what run is an what is drawing what is drawing Kyle Lowry more shots? Does giving him more shots, more play opportunities, is that giving him more threes? Because I'm sure that he, as the primary ball handler, he should always have the ability to attack the rim, and he didn't do that once. He, or he only but, did it once. He only took one one shot from in the in the arc. So the, the play doesn't need to be called for that. So he's only showing himself uh, okay, that I'm he's not a three-point shooter. I'm saying Nick Nurse being like, Kyle Lowry, you know what? Get us a bunch of buckets. Be a score-first player. But he can't. Player. What's holding and, him back from doing that? He's he's showing that that, to well, him, he, means take more threes. And Danny Green is doing that better than him. So why would we want Kyle Lowry to take more shots? If anything, if you okay. want more threes, get Danny Green to shoot more. I agree for just, like, pure three-point shooting. But if Kyle, Kyle Lowry's shown to be a, and we've seen it through stretches this year, he's had some, you know, he's had some duds this season. There was a stretch four games where he averaged under, you know, four points per game. So it's not unheard of for Kyle Lowry to have these poor games. But he's also had games this season where he's had 30 points, 25 points, stretches where he was plus above 20 points per game. So he's still capable of being a number one option in terms of offense and getting the shots that we've been talking about. It's not like he's completely over the hill. Right, he's still capable of doing that. And Nick Nurse, the my point is saying if we move Kyle Lowry up in terms of the scoring tier and towards in the scoring hierarchy for the Toronto Raptors offense, right? Maybe he's in more of a rhythm. Maybe he's in more of a groove. Obviously, he had eight assists in the last game. Uh, in the last game, and he could have had more if people knocked down more shots, right? So he, he's revert. He's kind of regressed to just a playmaker for this team. No. And the point you bring up that he's just a he's a worse Danny Green. Kyle Lowry does so much more on the offensive end than Danny Green, even when he's not scoring, right? Danny Green is by far a better three point shooter in terms of you know, just purely knocking them down. But in terms of passing the ball, facilitating an offense, getting everyone moving, you know, that's very under... You're talking about Nick Nurse drawing Kyle Lowry specifically more plays in order to... Just telling him, Kyle Lowry, yeah. you, you get some buckets. But you get some buckets. Ben, nothing do, was stopping offense. him last game from taking less shots from three and moving it inside the arc. What, there's nothing stopping. He doesn't need to play a call for him to beat to beat his man he off didn't the dribble. Look to shoot. He, exactly. He, is, is Nick Nurse telling him not to shoot? That's Kyle Lowry. I, that's, that's, that's Kyle Lowry question, consciously right? making Kyle the decision expects. not to beat his man off the dribble and take a mid range jumper or to finish a layup in the lane or to take a contested jump shot. He's taking threes okay. consciously. Okay. Uh, no, I and I agree. Kyle Lowry needs to, when his three point isn't going, he needs to get in the rim. But 
maybe Nick Nurse either hasn't drove it home that Kyle Lowry, we want you to get buckets, right? Or maybe literally the offense isn't expecting him to do that. Nick Nurse did bring up the point before the playoffs that Kyle Lowry could average four points per game in this series. That's what we, you know, as long as he's doing the other things, that's all we need him to do. I'm paraphrasing there, but he said something like that. So maybe Kyle Lowry isn't expressed from the coaching staff right now to get buckets, do what he has been good at in the past. So maybe if there's more of an emphasis now on that and the strategy going into these coming games, that could be something to look forward to, you know, improving his game in terms of scoring. So you think a possibility could be that he needs more support from the coaching staff in order to be a more creative player, and that maybe a bit of the reason that he struggled is a mental factor that he, he doesn't have the confidence from the coaches. And I could see that being the case, if that's yeah. the point that you're driving home. I could definitely see that being the case, mm-hmm. especially if Nick Nurse said something along the lines of, we don't need a high-octane scoring from Kyle Lowry. Then he's thinking in the back of his mind, maybe that's not my role. And I definitely agree. Yeah. That's that's a thing that we said about OG Ananobi. The reason we didn't think that he took a big leap as possible, role confusion. And if that's what exactly. it takes for Kyle Lowry, then yeah, maybe tell him, take more shots. But that's that mm-hmm. is very speculative, and we're not quite sure about that. Yeah, well, it, it, it's certainly just watching a play. That's a conclusion you could draw. We're running over 20 minutes here, so let's throw it at you guys listening. What are your thoughts on Kyle Lowry? What does he need to do to bounce back? What do the Toronto Raptors need to do? Is there any crazy takes you have on Kyle Lowry? Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, we're on all podcasting platforms, so check us out on those. Riker, any last words? I'm ready to get flamed in this this podcast as well. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>